Hey, 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 what's going on, everyone? You are now listening to Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. What's going on, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, and we are sitting here. Yeah, we're sitting here with Gio <laughs> Therese. Gio is the the book ability podcast host of hosts like yes you're not going to get a better better host than this than this this guy right here and you would think you would think that we've known each other for a very very long time i can honestly say i've known of geo for a minute we've just Mm. never really connected but podcasting right we here now we here now geo 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 (laughs) okay i'm not gonna butcher your bio or anything but go ahead and tell us a little bit of something about yourself yeah no absolutely first of all thanks for having me i'm super excited to be having this conversation um and you're right like we we've been in the same circles and stuff and seeing i'm like yo like seeing the face seeing the posts you know and it's like good to put a post to a person um, and make that connection. Um, so for me, you know, I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, uh, born of Haitian, pa- Haitian parents, uh, immigrant parents who came here to this country to help give me a better opportunity than what they had, which I'm super grateful for. Um, transition, went to college, first time, you know, first gen graduate, uh, then went into um, marketing, you right? I did a lot of marketing for 10 years and then felt like this pull in my heart to want to impact other people. You know, I never had a big brother to kind of guide me and show me the ropes of how to do things. And I said, oh, I want to do that for somebody else. And since then, been a motivational speaker ever, ever since, you know, helping people with their vision, their goals, staying inspired. And then um, sidebar, the other thing I do is to help people to write books so that they're able to go ahead and tell their stories as well. Right? I think there's so much power in stories because in stories people can see themselves in it and so to be able to help other people craft their message in the medium of a of a book so they can get authority credibility build their brand and impact people's lives is um the two things that i um am supremely passionate about um doing so that's me in a nutshell that's awesome that's awesome all right so i did like i like i told you earlier before i hit record I do a little bit of, uh, I do not even a little bit. I do some pretty good research on on my guests. You know, I want them to feel welcome at home. Um, And I know you mentioned your, you helping people with their books. Your Mm -hmm. team in July, 2020, y'all worked on 56 books. Yeah, this is, this is a crazy, you know, we've, we've had, it's been amazing to be able to help that many authors, right? To go and, and from different genres. We're talking about real estate agents. We're talking about people who own um, fitness gyms, people who are been in domestic abuse relationships and they're like telling their story to help make sure that somebody else doesn't fall into that same place, right? Like these are 56 authors. Now we're at like 62 books that we've helped self-publish since then. Um, now it's literally these books are filling the gaps in between where people are and where they would like to be. And the book is the bridge that connects those places for the readers. And so 
it's been amazing to be able to help people to craft that. You know, I don't have your story, like you have your very specific story. You had talked, you know, I know you talk about with the trauma and adversity you face as a child and things of that nature. And those, and, and those are the things that we want. You've written a book too, right? And, you know, so it's like, like, you know, so it's those things that we want to be able to have so that people can see themselves and say, oh my gosh, like you come from where I come from. You look like how I look. We have same experiences. And so because your ending of your story looks promising and you reached it, then maybe I too have that opportunity to go and have a better ending than what my start was. And so that's all in a nutshell, what we've done with the first book done program is like help people to put that into a package where it's respected, right? Versus like, hey, I got a story to tell you. Everybody has a story to tell, but I want to package it in a way where people are open to hear the story being told. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I've never, maybe because I'm new in this in this aspect of yeah of what we what we do, um, but I've never seen someone like someone like you provide such a service. How did that start? That's a good question. Um, I, I'll tell you that, that I definitely didn't go to college saying, you know what I want to do? I want to help people write books. Like, <laughs> I, I actually was the complete opposite. I hated books. You know, so I hated books growing up. And then, um, you know, my mentor, he was the one who told me about, like, the value of reading. So I did, got into that. <laughs> and then um, I started to just copy what I started seeing trends. And I started to notice um, who were the speakers that everybody wanted to speak, you know? And I started to see the Eric Thomas, the Les Browns, the Wooly Jollies, the Jim Rohns, the Lisa Nichols, all these different names, right? Mm -hmm. And I saw Inky Johnson, stuff like that. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, yo, yo, I'm a speaker just like them. So we have that in common, but what is the difference? Because they're getting different results than I am. And when I started to look into their bio, every single one of them had author in it. And I was like, yo, hold on. Maybe I gotta write a book. And so I wrote a book back in 2014, The Thirst is Real. And when I wrote that book, my mentor was like, Gio, you wrote a book? You know how to do that? You know the, the intricacies of how to get a book published? I said, yeah, I did it. And so he was at the time overseeing a group of entrepreneurs. And he said, Gio, I want you to help me write my book. I'm like, all right, I guess. And I really didn't have a choice, just in fairness. Like, I was working for him. So it was just like, <laughs> here's your next task. Um, so okay. it wasn't like, hey, I, this is a new thing I want to try. He's like, no, this is a new assignment. Yeah, voluntold, exactly. <laughs> and so I did it, and then he saw success from it, and then he started coaching all of his entrepreneurs to do the same. And so I fell into this where it was like my mentor slash my boss, who's now uh, uh, like basically my, he's family at this point, right? He's the one who put me on and said, Gio, I know you could do this. And then I just never looked back since. This is probably like... I got I've been married for seven years, going on to eight. So this has been like about seven, eight years of just like helping people behind the scenes as a ghostwriter. That's what I was doing at first. Now I'm teaching people how to write it in their own voice instead That's of me writing awesome. it for them. That's fire. That's fire. Like I said, I've never seen anyone, you know, in that in that lane. So yeah. like I know uh, Ramona, me and Ramona are mm -hmm. are tight. And she's like, yeah, yo, I helped her with hers too. You know? <laughs> she, was, she was like, yo, I can't, I can't talk enough about Gio. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is like the third time I didn't heard this man's, this man's name. So <laughs> let me go ahead and see what he's working with. So after, yeah. after this, 
we're gonna talk about the value method. We're gonna connect. Nah, no, no problem. Yeah. No, absolutely. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there because you when you see someone doing something successfully over and over and over, 56 books, now 62 that you that you've yeah. helped bring to life, stories you've helped tell. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's, it's not easy. Um, you know, there's, you, I, don't, you, I don't know if you've experienced this when you were writing your book, but like part of that resilience, there's resilience required even to write a book, mm-hmm. right? Because no 100. one gets it out. It's, it's not, you don't write a book like it's a toy that has batteries. It's like, you got to go find that joint. You got to mm-hmm. cheat the lock a little bit. You got to kind of finesse it a little bit. And there's going to be some moments where you're like, having that voice in your head that's reminding you of all the commitments you broke in your process of birth in your book, right? You might say something like, oh, at 6 a.m., I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to write. And then 6 a.m. come and you ain't wake up mm-hmm. and write. Or the, you sat at your computer and the cursor on your computer screen was like, yo, Aaron, you ain't writing nothing today. You know yeah. that last time you said that and you ain't write nothing. Just go back, go on Instagram again, go and like all the pictures, but you ain't writing this book. Mm-hmm. And how do you then bounce back when you know that the process of birthing the book had so many failures, so many false starts, so many oops, who, who am I to like do this stuff? And so I think the process of it is so is so challenging. And so when you're able to like push through um, because they remember, and we teach this in First Book Done, you're remembering why you started the journey of writing in the first place, mm-hmm. right? You're thinking about the one person who's like, I wish there was a book on this, or I wish there was a book by someone like me so that I can feel the connection in the experiences. And so that's the joy of, of seeing people impact other people's lives um, through the story they've already lived. Yeah. That's like I said, I don't, that's awesome. That's awesome that, that you've been given that gift. And I think, I think it's wonderful that, well, first of all, I think we're all given a gift, a purpose in this life and kudos to you for finding one of your many gifts and share and sharing that with, with other people. I think it's our duty that once we, once we figure it, figure out what it is that we should be doing, then we go to implement it. Then we're going to share it. And and you're doing yeah. just that. No, I agree. 100%. You're doing just that. Awesome. 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 So on top of the first book done system, you're also mm-hmm. a speaker. Yeah. Well, how did, how did that now? I know earlier you said you became a speaker because you didn't have the older brother. Are you an only child? I'm not. I'm just okay. the, the, yeah, you're the, the oldest. Only. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. I'm gotcha. The, okay. I'm not the only child. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. You're the you're the oldest. Yeah, right. yep. that's a whole different. Yep. Okay, how does it feel being the, the oldest? You know, it's just you, 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 I, I say this all the time. I think people don't realize like when you are the oldest or you have other younger siblings, the typically the challenge that we the thing we don't see, the blind spot, if you will is the fact that someone's watching you and they're literally looking at your life and they're gonna just press command C if you're on a Mac, like, or copy and, it's a copy and paste type Yeah. And so I've noticed that there's a tremendous amount of responsibility to leave something worth copying, right? Like that's important. Mm. But I've also understood because I was the oldest, how frustrating it is to have nothing to copy. And I think that aspect of, hey, follow the leader. Well, if there's no one leading, who am I following? So now I'm lost. 
or here's the model that we want to replicate. Well, if there's no model, then what am I replicating? And so there's a great, there's a frustration of, hey, you're going to give me, you're going to tell me here where I want you to get to, but I don't have any direction for you. And that's a very frustrating place to be. And so for me, knowing what that felt like, I said, I wanted to provide that for somebody. And, and so here's what happened. I went to, I coached high school football right out of high school. So I was like an 18 year old coach in football. And I started to see how the leadership that I didn't get when I was in a position to be a coach, how it was received by the athletes that, that was there. And that doesn't mean that I didn't have good leadership. It's just, it was different leadership. I don't want people to confuse that I didn't get any good leadership, but it was different. And so I started to see the impact on them. And I'm like, wow, I really like this ability to help someone see better for themselves and to get them to realize it. Like, like for real, for real, like not just a good motivational quote or some affirmation, but like, yo, did you see what you just did, right? So I did that. And then once I stopped coaching, I was like, man, I need to do this again. How do I get this? And so I joined the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. Okay. And I had this little, he was in second grade and he was one of, I believe four, five, he was one of four or one of five. And he was, he had issues because, you know, he's not getting the same type of attention. There's a lot of kids to give attention to. He's with a single mom. His dad is not in his life. And so I was like, man, I'm going to see if I could go and impact this young man. And we went from the kid throwing a chair at a teacher to student of the month, consecutive months, you know, and now he's about to graduate high school, which is crazy. Cause that <laughs> makes me, it, just, it, it makes me understand why I do have some gray hair, but like, but I look at it and I'm like, oh snap, like. Ian is a man now. He has a job. He has responsibilities. He's sound in his thought process. And I'm not saying that that's all had to do with our relationship, but I, I'm just glad that I was cre I was able to create the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. like I was able to throw the pebble in the water and let him at least have a different trajectory on what his life would be. And so after I did that with him, I was like, man, like if I could do that one-on-one, -on -one, speaking might allow me to do that one-to-many. Right. And so it was like, okay, well, let me do what I did with Ian, but now let me put it in a package like a speech. And now a hundred people get to hear it at once. And mm -hmm. those, not everyone receives it, but those who are in the crowd who are on the cusp, like I always say, like, I'm not going to get the, the person who's really smart or already has their life figured out. They're going to get there anyway. The person who's completely lost and has given up, they're probably not going to hear me because they married to the idea of what they are not going to be. Mm -hmm. The ones who's in the middle, who's like treading where the right person that they hear will get them to go in one direction or the other. That's who I'm really trying to reach. And so um, I've seen that happen numerous times. I've had a lot of mentees and stuff like that who've become amazing, who've outdone me in certain aspects of their lives because of our relationship. And so it's really been a fulfilling um, journey to like help people. Um, that's ultimately at the core of who I am is helping people be better. Perfect. Servant. Servant leadership. Yeah. Uh -huh. Copy 100%. that. Copy that. Um, that's, that's awesome. So by you, I'm just, I'm just replaying like your entire yeah. story. Like, like you didn't have the blueprint. So you, so you had to create one. Correct. And you, and you created a blueprint. And you've been able to help other people through that blueprint that you've created on top of your siblings. Yeah, no, I think, and, and, and it, 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 yeah, the blueprint is so important, but I also think it's giving them people empowerment to create their own. Mm -hmm. 
right? Absolutely. So it's not a, so, so there's a part of just tell me what to do. And I want to tell you how to think. I want to tell you what to do because then you're always going to be looking for instructions. I want you to be inspired and for you to follow the beat of your heart, not go and follow the song that I'm playing, right? I want mm -hmm. you to make your own song. So I think that there's an aspect of that way. I've seen it. I've seen my siblings, you know, go on their own path. I've seen cousins that I've been able to speak with go on their own paths. Young men, young women, ladies go and create their own path. Um, but they needed a path to at least be in the right direction, right? So their mind is going north, they may go northeast, mm -hmm. but they still going in the direction that they ultimately was destined to be in. And so that's the key It's not like, hey, do exactly the following exactly, but I want you to start going in that direction. And then when you veer off, I feel like you already have the principles and foundation to be secure in whatever path you choose from there. Gotcha, gotcha. Fire. There's, I don't have anything <laughs> for that. Like fire, Listen, like, man. like, I hope y'all, I hope you are getting all these gems Um, for my listeners. Like Gio just said a bunch of like really, really powerful, powerful things that we'll recap. But so I was, I was scrolling on your Instagram, right? And I went back, mm -hmm. I went back, <laughs> I went back, I, I went back like, I think 2018-ish. Maybe, maybe I was, I was scrolling. I, I, like I said, I, I, I was scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah. Started like, like I know a lot of speakers and myself included. I started like really, really getting comfortable in front of people on my phone. Like I saw you had, you have like several videos of you like in the car, just talking. Yeah, yeah. How did how did that evolve into into what you do today? Yeah, once you, the, the, you know you've heard the saying that says speakers speak, right? Like if you're a speaker, you speak. And so I think the idea of like doing videos is just not overthinking it because I think you get so caught up in the like, oh, I gotta be make sure the lighting is perfect, all these different things. And I'm like, I just want you to realize like there's a level of intimacy if I'm not in a, if it's just in the car, because then you almost feel like you were just sitting right next to me. So that's like part of the reason of like, hey, let me capture it. But then it's like, I genuinely want to share what I know, right? And so because of that, I can't help, but I can't wait to get somewhere to record it. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just do it right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like I'm gonna do it right now while it's off, off, fresh on my mind before I forget it because I just don't know where you at. Like, you know, like you never know anyone, like even with your podcast, like you never know when someone's going to hear it. But mm -hmm. here's the thing that we have as a responsibility. Like our responsibility is simple. I can't let you not find it. Mm -hmm. Like that's my job. My job is to make sure that when you went looking, when you went knocking on the door, there was someone to open it. There was that thing you search for, whether it's inspiration, whether it's, I need a story, whether it's um, listening to one of your podcasts where you define like, what is vision, right? Like I need someone who's like, yo man, I can't see. And they stumble upon your podcast and be like, oh, well, this person just told me vision. Like, and, and you know, we've heard the whole Helen Keller quote about like, not the thing worse than sight, than not having sight is not having vision. So mm -hmm. I need not understand the power of it. And so for me, the videos, I really just don't care. Like I, I have more videos that I got to start posting where it's just like random conversations, but they're like real conversations yeah. and that I think people are really looking for. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with production and lights and all those different things, but I think too many times we, um, we say, I won't tell it 
until I have the production versus tell it and let the production catch, let, let your message grow and then the resources around you will um, catch up. I, absolutely. I like, right. Like, honestly, with this podcast, um, I was, I was doing something. I was doing something. I think I was using my cell phone and I was like, yeah. listen, this is what I have right now. It's not going to mm. stop me from, from getting this out. Yeah. But, but yeah. one day I'll be able to tell and express the same message on a bigger scale with yeah. a better mic maybe or right. better lighting or maybe in an actual office building not the office in my house like yeah yeah you know yeah. like yes do not yo know, the our our job is to get the message out there and you said it, it perfectly like to get yeah. the message out there so that someday someone finds it that they, they they find exactly what they're looking for in your message but it never they'll never find you if you don't do it yeah, no, this is, there's no, that's the part that's like the unforgivable, my, my man, one of my mentors told me this, as a speaker, he mentioned the unforgivable sin is you lacking energy, right? Like you got to be passionate about what you're mm -hmm. talking about. But I would add to that, the unforgivable sin is you not making something that you know is valuable, accessible to someone else, right? Like the, just make it like, if I know something. I should not keep that to myself, right? Like yeah. you shouldn't be an information hoarder of like, yo, I got mad, I got mad gems, but you know, just hoarding them in my crib, in my mind, in my heart, and I'm not sharing it. And one of the things I'll say this, by sharing it, I've noticed that when I gave, when some gems that I've given people, when they use it, they did something that I never thought could be done with that gem. And now I'm learning. And I think it's mm -hmm. so important to realize that by giving it away, I'm able to hear what people pick up and what people put down and, and then be able to say, oh, snap, that's how you received it. Oh, that's what it looks like. And it actually encourages me yeah. um, when I see it in practice. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, one of my, one of my, my quotes that I've been, I've been saying for since 2017, 18 is um, knowledge is like magic. It is great to possess. To the it's great to possess, but even yep. greater when it's shared. No, I agree. Like one hundred and ten percent. Like I agree with you one hundred percent. That's the magic. That's the magic part. Like that's a, you know when back in the days when it was like you hear a song and you know it's fire, and then you start seeing all four or five of your favorite artists all jump on the song for a remix, and mm -hmm. you're like, yo, this joint is oh my gosh, like this is next level. <laughs> Man, why I ain't come out with this in the first place? But it's like understanding that there's so much power in the remix, mm -hmm. you know, and and, and 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 being able to open that door and let people do that and let them add on to what you're saying and and not care so much about well that's mine like it's not mine I'm not three years old saying yeah. lines like I'm a kid it's just like it's ours mm -hmm. you know and so if we all keep on sharing we just never lack anything exactly and they and they get to add you know their their like you said their perspective add a little spice mm -hmm. to it if they want you know i immediately went to buster rhymes uh touch it when you said yeah. the remix <laughs> like the, the original fire the remix all five of them because <laughs> he had i'm a telling remix. you i'm he telling had, like, you he had like eight different remixes where like everybody wanted to get on and everybody who got on that beat murdered it that's it that's Everybody it. killed it. So it's like, it. imagine if he would have, he would have been like, nah, I'm keeping this for myself. I don't want nobody else to get on it. 
What if Mary J. Blige was spitting bars? Like <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know, Mary, I love Mary, but like when, when she starts spitting bars, you got like you're not a beat. It's Something like, is working for you here. <laughs> it's, it, this 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 is fire because Mary right. don't spit. And then she was yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Yeah, you it was be good. Open to that. Um, what lesson have you had to learn the hard way? <sighs> oh my gosh! <laughs> how, much, how much time we got? What lesson? <laughs> So what lesson did I have to learn the hard way? I like when people stump me on a question. <laughs> it really got me going back. So I, I, I will say the lesson I have to learn the hard way is just because you, um, it's one thing to get it. It's another thing to keep it. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that or the lesson I have to learn the hard way is just because I've acquired it doesn't mean I will always be able to. Mm-hmm. And and so you take that for granted, right? So it could be any type of success that you can have. You're like, man, man, I did, I I do this, and that that's good to be proud. But it could easily proud can easily turn into pride and blame yeah. you from what it really is, and then you kind of like disrespect the moment or the skill or whatever the case may be. And so mm-hmm. I noticed like. I've learned a hard way to appreciate everything that I have. And it's a, I'm, I'm still working on it. It's not, I didn't graduate from that class yet. But, um, but do we ever really though? Or, uh, the question, do we ever really, or should we ever as well too? Right. Cause yes, that's a good one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to graduate. I want to always be enrolled in that class. Absolutely. So, you know, but I think that part of it is so important. And, you know, I've learned it the hard way because in trying to bounce back, you know, and to get it back again, it doesn't, I'm like, I don't remember it being this hard. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, whoa, hold on. Why is this so hard? Like, this feels like I'm going uphill. Yeah. But when I was doing it the first time, it felt like I was going downhill. Like, mm-hmm. I, was, I was just going fast with it. And I think what happened is in the middle of it, I didn't appreciate what I had. There's a book called Peaks and Valleys by, I think, Spencer Johnson. And it talks about how um, when you're in the peak, you should appreciate. And when you're in the valley, you should appreciate the lesson that the valley will teach you. Mm-hmm. But when I was at the peak, I thought it was all me. And I thought I was always going to stay there. Like, it was almost like I've arrived and nothing is required to stay. Yeah. And that's so it was a very hard lesson for me to learn of like, when you get there, you have to now shift to stay there mm-hmm. and stay there is not automatic. You know, it's, it actually requires intentionality. And so, you know, I think that's a lesson I'm learning, you know, and, and, and also one of the other things I'll share with you is I've also noticed that whenever I get away with something, I guess blindsided later on when I don't get away with it no more, right? So yeah. I'm going to tell you a podcast listener something that I normally don't share in public unless somebody pay me to speak or something. <laughs> so when I was younger, and my brother will say that this is not true, but this is true. So when I was younger, um, we used to go to the dentist. New York City, beautiful, like right up the block from Madison Square Garden. 
and um, we would go and we would have to go to the dentist. And I used to know, like, you know, my mom always used to say, brush your teeth before you go to bed. And I said, I did, but I never did. Yeah. So, so now my brother, he's notorious with it. So he was really adamant about doing that. And I'm like, we're going to the dentist. So he, he goes first and the dentist says he got a couple of cavities. And I'm like, yo, hold on. If he got cavities, my whole mouth is full of cavities. Cause I don't be brushing like the way my mom tell me to. <laughs> so then I get in the chair and, de- and I'm waiting for the, the, the report that says, oh, this dude right here, he ain't never seen a toothbrush before. Like, what is going on with his mouth, right? <laughs> the dentist come through. She says, "He, um, Gio, you don't have cavities. I said, what? I ain't got no cavities. I'm going to tell you right now, that day has messed me up for, 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 the, for the majority of my life. I promise you this. When I got away with not doing what was required of me, mm-hmm. I now thought that the requirements was optional. Mm. Hold on, hold on. Stop. <laughs> Say that again for for the listener. Say that again. Yeah. Right. So once I don't remember how I exactly said it, right? But I said so. The reality is, once I when the requirements, right? I thought you got brush your teeth twice a day or whatever. When I got away with the, res- the the result, I got the results, the same results as people who did what was required. I got it being optional. I, mm-hmm. I chose not to do it. Once that happened to me, I'm like, oh, snap. The requirements are now optional. Mm. And, and, and that has gotten me to a place where when someone says, do ABC, I go and say, do I really have to do ABC? Mm. I go, maybe I'll just do A. Or maybe I do AB. And here's the reality. There will come a point in time in your life where you're not going to get away with AB no more. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it goes, it's the same way. Like the, the, there's a lot of things where I'm like, oh, I took a shortcut or I shortchanged the moment or I didn't give everything that I had for the moment and I've gotten away with it. And the moments that I haven't gotten away with it, that was, it felt below rock bottom. Yeah. Right, because then yeah. I'm like, I'm stunned, and I have no plan of action mm-hmm. with those moments. And so, you know, I, I, for those who's listening, like, listen, if you if you are getting away with stuff, yeah, I'm grateful for your grace that you got something you didn't deserve. But I want you to also understand that um, don't be a grace abuser, um, and, and and be like, hey, well, I always get it. Like, yeah, but you can. Always, there's always going to be that one moment where you can always lose it. And if you don't go and keep that tension, um, I, I really am fearful for what that is going to look like. Because it's a very frustrating road to learn, to retrain your brain to do what is required. Yeah, absolutely. At 110%, he said, he said, I thought it was optional. <laughs> I'm, you, it's, 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 I'm like, I'm like, this is not true. Y'all like, this what? is not a requirement. I don't have to because no, I don't have you to. see these results. That's the problem, though. That's the problem. It's like when we say I don't have to, I think there's a level of entitlement. Sometimes we're just like, hey, well, the rules don't apply to me. And I've been that person. I've been mm-hmm. the guy who's like, the rules don't apply to me. But then I've also seen me in certain parts of my life have crumbs instead of entrees. Yeah. Because of the fact that I shortcutted the moment, right? And so I think there's a quote that says, Shortcuts are long cuts in disguise. Mm. 
So all these things you take, you're like, yo, I'm gonna just go and take a little, I'm only gonna give you 10%, but you want 100%. That's a little delusional in a sense. To yeah. Think that that's gonna happen. And if you do get it, it's grace, but it's gonna run out. And when it runs out, you're gonna come and say, you're gonna be very frustrated. I throw tantrums as an adult for why am I not getting 100%, not realizing, yo, you've been on 20% track for a while. Now it's like the people are like, yo, oh, by the way, I'm here to reap the 80% you didn't give. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. I've been given 20% my whole life. And so now I have to retrain myself. And so here's the way you really balance it out. I was about to say, how do you do that? Go ahead. Yeah. So the way you balance it out, because here's the mistake we were going to think. We're like, okay, you want, they want 100%. You've been given 20%. You got to give them the difference. That's not actually how you make it up. You have to actually now give 120% to make up for all the times you didn't do it. This is why it feels actually to the point where it's overwhelming because it's actually now I have to do over the amount mm-hmm. to get there, right? So this is the same thing that happened to me in college, right? So it's like, I got, oh, man, I'm, I'm struggling in the beginning. So then I have to go and take 18 credits every single semester. No longer is it, uh, hey, you have the choice to get 18 credits. It's like, no, you're going to have to. Mm-hmm. take it and the thing i want you to understand is whenever we when the requirements are really required and you've been living optionally the requirement feels like a jail sentence mm-hmm. it feels like well, man i ain't got no freedom exactly but you did have freedom at one point uh-huh. you just chose the wrong thing and so now the lack of freedom you're experiencing i want you to also understand you put yourself there don't blame systems don't blame people you had a freedom and you chose the wrong choice and now you have to be um you have to deal with the consequences of that so i now have to go 120 percent to make up for what was missing so that eventually when you average this stuff out i can then now become have the 100 percent be my new normal yeah like that's that self-accountability that i talk about a lot um yeah it's it's difficult it's difficult but i always always stress the importance of hey, do you want someone else to hold you accountable or would you rather be able to check yourself when you need to check yourself? Because... What, how, do you, how do you even deal with that? Like, so, so this is a good conversation. So when you say, like, do you want to hold... Do, I, I think most people want someone else to do it. Like, 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 what is the, why, like, why, like, why would you want someone, knowing, <clears throat> you know, you're, you're, you're half assing it, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, you know, you are, why would you want somebody to call you out on your own BS? Why would you not be like, yeah, I know I've been, I've been, I've been, I would say doing the most, but you haven't been doing the most. I've been doing yeah. the less, you know, yeah. and let me like let me check myself why do you know why someone would want someone else to to check them because the there's a responsibility if i show you that i can check myself no longer will you do it for me so 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 there's a part of it like hey as long as you do it for me I can always I could chill I can always fall back on that I can always fall back ah. but once you know I can now you're like oh I saw what you did on your own mm. I'm not gonna do it no more you gonna do it yourself right it's like so it's like I don't want you to know 
Now think about the word responsibility. Responsibility has two words in it, response and ability. Mm -hmm. If I show you that I have the ability to respond, that now becomes a new expectation. Yeah. And I don't want expectation because expectation is equal to pressure and I don't want the pressure, right? And so that's the, so, but the people who do want it are the people who want to grow. The people who want to grow are like, give me the pressure because I understand it's under that weight of challenge of challenge that I'm going to be able to rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. But the reality is people that the one road is easier than the other. Yeah, and absolutely. And accountability, again, like I said earlier, when I can get away with it, that's why I, I've gotten away with it. I've done it 10 times and you will still come and remind me the 11th time. But the scary part is when the person stops reminding you. And, and you then you go and try to out. tap in and you realize, damn, I'm untrained. Yeah. I don't have the skill refined and sharpened because someone else was always responsible to crack a whip or dangle a carrot for me to ever be able to do it. And I think that's the powerful part. The self-efficacy where you can be Ooh. like, you know, within myself, I'm, I'm, I'm self-generated. I don't need no electricity with Con Ed. I got solar panels. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't need no <laughs> external resource. Gas prices went up, but I got a Tesla. Like, I'm good. Like, like, these are the things where I'm like, yo, that empowerment of like, yo, I have it within myself to do is such an amazing place to be um, but understand that it's not free. Yes. It's going to require something, um, and, and, and whether it's falling down and coming back up again, but it's not going to be, um, it's not, I call it when I speak, I say, it ain't going to be frosted flakes. It's going to be corn flakes. Corn flakes. It's not going to be, there's, it's not, there's no sugar. Mm. <laughs> no sugar with it. it's, 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 it's just regular corn flakes. It's the Cheerios without the B. It's the, it's the yellow box, the yellow box, <laughs> not the brown one. So that's the crispy O's. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. And so that's the part where I start to see, and I've been guilty of this myself. That's why I can speak so clearly on it. Where I'm like, why don't you want to do? Why don't you want to do this? Because if I show you I can, you're gonna expect it. So I'm just gonna stay illiterate. I'm gonna stay incompetent, so that that expectation never follows. Wow, that was. I was, I've, I've had a, I've been training myself for a very, very long time not to, I think that way. Um, I don't even know if I ever, and maybe I have, but I can't think of a time that I actually like thought like I, well, of course, who really loves self-accountability is something that you, it's a practice that I have to practice every single yeah. day it's 100%. not it's not like oh i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna be the best person or oh like no like yeah i'm <laughs> i'm like i'm energetic i'm enthusiastic um i was i, I work at aldi and i had a, a, a customer yesterday who was walking down the aisle another customer walking down the aisle i had a pallet putting stuff up so they couldn't they couldn't get around and the, the lady was, she was kind of rude. <laughs> and the guy was just like, I'm going that way. So she backed up, he went around and she went around and he, and he said, he called her a B word. And uh, the, the, the customer next to him was like, excuse me. And I just put my hand on his shoulder. I said, everybody's allowed to have a bad day. Mm -hmm. I said, everybody 
is allowed to have a bad day and maybe she's having a bad day, but don't let her wow. bad day impact your good day. I said, give her some That's grace. So good. Give her some grace. So and he good. was like, That's so good. He hadn't he couldn't say. He he was like, Yo, who who are you? <laughs> Yeah, nah, was, that's that that's like, that was so good. That's such good advice. Like like just 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 move through the, we have to we have to learn how to move through the world and give people the the space to grow that we will want for ourselves. We will because one day one day he's gonna wake up and he's not gonna have a good day and he's gonna be frustrated and take it out on someone else and and that someone else they might not they might be frustrated too and that that's not gonna it's not gonna end well you know so mm -hmm. maybe that maybe that small interaction i was able to have with him maybe maybe that'll stick with them and that's the snowball effect that i like to think my words leave like they, they they'll take that with with them and maybe maybe he'll be able to intervene with with someone having a bad day as well and it'll just, it'll just be a bunch of positivity going around us. That's my Hey, 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 y'all. Listen, it is time for some action. If you are enjoying the content that you've been listening to, I need you to rate and review. That's it. That's all. Make sure you go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate and review it for us. We appreciate you so much. Let's get back to some resilience. Geo, geo, geo. What? Talk to me. What? Um, when was a time that you had to distance yourself from a situation, or more specifically, a person who no longer served the person that you're becoming? Shucks. When was the last time? Yeah, you know, it's, it's such a tough question to answer just because I'm so picky with who I keep in my circle. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So it's, you know and, I, and I would honestly say, like, there's moments where some of the people in my circle, I had to do it. Like, like they're still in it, but, you know, it's, it's so important to protect your peace and, and, and to know what season you're in, right? That's not somebody else's responsibility. That's mine. Mm -hmm. But it's a tough question to answer. I think... I've noticed that that typically happens when I am going to another level. Yeah. Right. So, so, yeah. so it's like, I can't, I can't bring any carry on on this flight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can't, I, I don't have the money to be paying for the extra fees, the bag, the extra <laughs> bags. Right. So I got to travel light, but you know, and, and trust that those who are offended by the move, if they really are for me, they'll understand when I get back. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest challenge for a lot of people is like, there's this idea of seeing this many times, even from people I've coached, where it's been like a fear of success. And I'm like, hold on. And I remember I was doing a workshop. I remember this, it was probably like four years ago. And I said, hey, I want you to identify all the fears that are stopping you from getting what you want. And people said, you know, fear of failure, fear of the unknown and all these different things. And then somebody said fear of success and I was stumped. I was like, fear of success. Mm -hmm. this, per this The purpose of this workshop is to get the success. You're telling me you're fearful of getting it? And she said, yes, I am. I said, but why? And she said, because 
when I get it, I'm afraid I'm going to lose everything around me that I already have right now. Mm. And so I don't, and I was like, wow, like I never really thought of that. And so you're like, I want to keep my people, uh, my friends, my family, you know, all these different things. I want to keep them. We see, I see this with college kids who are like, they'll drop out of college because their friends think that they're trying to, their friends are thinking, well, you went to college to become something and they internalize you being something as you saying to them, they're nothing. Mm-hmm. And those are not the yeah. same, that's not the same thing. But they'll go and make the person feel comfortable by getting out of college so that that person doesn't feel it, not realizing that that confrontation is actually a challenge for the other person to respond and ask themselves, mm-hmm. why am I not doing something for me? Right? But so, so, so I think when you say, like, when was the last, I, I have no, like, literally, I, I've, I've been very picky with who's in my circle. Yeah. Can't really think of it, but I've had moments where I had to understand that when I'm in a certain season, I got to be okay with understanding, like, and I've had the phone calls. I have friends who may say, like, yo, you you kind of left me hanging. But I know, like, I know that that's not true. I didn't leave yeah. you hanging. I just know that I'm hung up on something that I got to take care of. And I know that I'll, I know who's mine. I know who's my friends. I know who needs to be there and stuff like that. And so I'll come back. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I, I truly love the people who's around me, but when you're going up just understand that you can't you can't get there that fast if you're literally always carrying something that's not in alignment with where you're going like mm-hmm. it's just, you know and i think that's important for you to be selfish in that sense of putting yourself first too and not always the other people slowly so that you can get there because honestly by me being in that elevated state it benefits everybody exactly I benef- i'm no good to you down here Right, like back when I get to that next level, I have now more resources, more access to now bring to everybody, so that now you can come up as well. Mm -hmm. And now we just continue to go up on another level. But it takes a different, it takes a special person to understand that perspective, yeah, um, to allow you to do that without the guilt and shame of oh, you, you think you're better than me. You think you're, yeah. Yeah, It's not like. Like that ain't got nothing to do with me. Like that got something to do with you. Exactly. That's a personal problem. Personal problem. And we waste too much time trying to convince someone of their problem. Mm -hmm. I got so many problems of my own that I'm trying to solve. If I try to keep putting out your fires, my house will burn down. Yeah. If if I keep putting out your fires, my house will burn down. Exactly. I won't have a home. I got to sleep on your couch now. Uh huh. And maybe, and 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 the, and the wild part about that is that there's some people out there that want that. They want to oh, be no, able to say they they, they have that over. Yes. Mm-hmm. You want yeah, that's how this, right. That's the way they thrive. That's how they. That's how those those are those uh, those those um those soul suckers. Those those emotional yeah. vampires. Eric, I, um, I call them in my book "The Thirst Is Real." I call them sodas. The sodas. Sort of dehydrates you. Mm-hmm. So I, I call them sodas because they literally take all the water out of your dreams. Yes. Yeah. So you just got to be careful. You got to watch out for soda. Drink your water. You know. Drink some water. <laughs> you want to add a little lemon good. to it, a little lime. That's whatever, it. But yeah. Stay away from that Coke. Don't mess around with them, the, the Coke or the Pepsi and stuff. Uh-huh. No, don't do that. Yeah. Don't the thirst that. is real. That's your first book, right? Yeah. That was my first book. I wrote that back in 2014. Then I wrote... Um, 
G I've actually written seven books, but like six, three of them have come out in print. I've done other ones where they've been digital Kindle yeah. stuff. So it was so Thirst is real. Then I did Geo's Gems. Geo's Gems is like fifty-two motivational gems to turn your life into a masterpiece. That came out of like so many people after hearing me speak were like, "Where can I get what you just said?" Yeah, and that was said so often to me. I was like, I'm just going to take all the greatest hits in my speech and just put it in one place. Fire. And so all of them is in Geo's Gems. And then just to show you like how things just compound on each other, the book that I now am coming out with, um, that's coming out in April, uh, we just did a pre-release, but now we're going to really officially release it. It's called The Book I Wish I Had. The Book I Wish and I it's Had. The, the Book I Wish I Had. It's The Graduate's Guide to making your life the best version of your life, right? The Graduate's Guide. So this is a book I've partnered with a student in Costa Rica mm -hmm. and we co-wrote it together. And what we did was we took the Geo's Gems and we put it with a teenager's twist because she helped write it. So now Geo's Gems served as the foundation for the book I wish I had. And then we added some additional gems to make it more current. Mm -hmm. You know, since Geo's Gems was written a few years back. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, wow, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. With with a a student in Costa Rica, you said. Yes, I did a Zoom. You know, with the pandemic, I had an opportunity to go and do a a, a Google Classroom or Google Hangout, whatever, mm -hmm. with a school out in um, Costa Rica. And I heard that this young lady, she was very passionate about encouraging other people. She loved writing. She loved reading, and she stuck at the end of the presentation and to share with me, you know, that she wanted to do that. And, you know, for me, I've always been big. And again, it goes back to the roots of why I started speaking is giving somebody else access to what I didn't have. Mm -hmm. And so when she said she wanted to write, I said, well, what would you want to write about? And, and, and you know, she's like, I would like to help out my fellow seniors. I'm going to be graduating next year. And I just felt compelled to like say, yo, like, Maybe we should write a book together. Like I, yeah. I know the process. Let's do it together. And she was like, you know, let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's just look at, let me look at your book, Jill's Gems, and see if anything resonates. And she was like, I love this book. Like so many life principles are in this book that I think students would need. I just think that it just needs a little bit of a teenager twist to it. And yeah. so I needed to be a little bit humble and like allowing her to take what I worked hard on and let her put that twist because yeah. the greater good is who's reading it, not so much who wrote it, mm -hmm. you know? And so we both collaborated, put our heads together. She told me some gems that she wished was in the book, Geo's Gems, and I started creating those brand new for this new book, the book I wish I had. So I'm super excited about um, this new project and, and more so just because I now help a young lady become an author at 18 years old. That's, that's like how many people can say that? How many people... Yeah, How many people can say that that is really big and yeah. from Costa Rica, like, yeah, it's like how it's going to go. It's, it's going to be so exciting. The book is going to be translated into Spanish by the fall. So now it'll be multi-language, different language, you know, and it just opens up the world. Like my name will be in a bookstore in another country. In a whole nother country. Like, had, did you, have country. you, did you, did you, is that something you envisioned? Is that something that you, no, you even thought no. of? I want you to, I want you to say, there's a, I don't, I don't know, I don't even think I was going to say this, but 
there's this book I've always I've, I've, I've started to study a lot of celebrities mm-hmm. people who I admire right so Kevin Hart is one of my biggest I'm a big fan of his and I think one of the things that I've started to notice with anyone who's had a certain amount of success if they tell if they told you they knew that they would reach the height of their success that's not true and mm-hmm. he even admitted this to himself right so he's like did you think that you would go from Kevin Hart is like going from a guy who was selling sneakers in a store to now being a guy who's probably four or five years away from being a billionaire or something, mm-hmm. right? Helping provide jobs for women, uh, men, you know, people who are so many, you know, I know one of his directors is like, she's a gay woman who's like, hey, I'm, 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 I got equity. I got say in this company. I know yeah. I, can, I can contribute. And to even see that his growth too, because he's had jokes where it was offensive as well, but to see the, con- the the conclusion of it, of coming together and growing and improving and all that stuff, there's no way he would have known that a guy of his magnitude would be this big. And so I think when you think about what your question about the book, like I never thought it would be in Spanish. I never thought I would be yeah. speaking anywhere in Costa Rica, but I want you to understand like the beauty of it is that as long as you don't, you don't want to close yourself off from those things. Mm-hmm. There's so many opportunities where it's like, I don't know, turned into, oh, snap, I didn't know. Right? Yeah. So like, I don't know to, I didn't know it could be this big. Yeah. And so I just want people to just be more open, especially early on in the process, be more open to what could be um, instead of having it be, oh, it should be this or I'm not doing it. You know, yeah. I think too many people... I'll share this with anyone who's listening and who's in the beginning of their journey of anything they're doing. Too many people will chase an apple and forfeit the seed. Not realizing that the apple's an apple, but the seed might have many apples in it. Mm-hmm. And so too many times we chase the apple and we're like, yeah, I'm glad you had a meal, but you could have eaten for a lifetime if you yeah. had the tree. And so I want you to have this. Don't forfeit the tree for a branch. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> don't forfeit... Don't forfeit the tree for a branch. I, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's so many people out there and thinking that they've, they've, they've made it, right? They, they mm. did, they did the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they either don't know how to maintain doing it. Like yep. maintain, like okay, you you've planted your tree, you watered it, whatever the case may be. Now you have to maintain it. Now you have to cut your shrubs. You gotta, you know. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, they're like, okay, I have the tree. Now what? Scary place to be. Scary place to be. Scary, scary, place scary, to be, scary, scary, scary place to be. Now, Gio, do you have anything that you want to share with with the resilience in action audience? Yes, I do. Always. Always that's something for the opportunity to share. Um, I would say that life is one big experiment. Um, that's how I want you to look at it. It's one big experiment. Don't look at it as a, such an absolute thing. And what I mean by experiment is this. I remember when I was a kid, I was in science class. We have the experiment. In the beginning of an experiment, we were told we had to make an educated guess, which is called a hypothesis. And when I went and made my hypothesis of what I thought the educated guess would be, at the end of the experiment, I was either proven to have made the right, the guess was proven correct, or I discovered something. Mm-hmm. So 
I say experiment more um, because there's no failure in it. Yeah. It's either I was right or I learned something. Or I'm learning. Yes. Either I'm right or I'm learning. That's it. So whether it's, um, hey, I got a podcast and I'm going to experiment with advertising, for example, or to get more listeners or um, again, don't be like, well, I don't know. If you don't, I don't know. Experiment. Mm-hmm. That's a because that turn it into a class. If you don't know something, yeah, like anything could be learned. Um, and so I would just I tell people just experiment more because I feel like there you you can open yourself up. Like why limit yourself to A to C when A to Z is available? Mm. Yes. You know, so I don't want you to be like, well, G, I don't have no relationship with D D E F G. Experiment with it so you can understand. So that you have more knowledge than the ABC. ABC is limited. And I want for everyone who's listening to this, I want you to understand like there's so many more possibilities available for you. I tell people all the time, the definition of rich has nothing to do with your money. The definition of rich is rooted in choice. A rich person goes to a restaurant. The only thing they're able to do than someone who doesn't have, who's not so to call rich is the menu is not all available to them. They just got all the choices. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand you can be rich today if you just don't cut yourself off from the choices, but instead be open and experiment more. Be open and experiment more, y'all. That's awesome. Uh, Gio, how can we support you? Where can we find you on social media and such? Yes, Gio DeReese on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, which I'm not really on there that much, but you can find me on there too. Um, and again, just, you know, if you could listen to the podcast, you know, I have the Book of Ability podcast where I get a chance to talk to some amazing people and talk to them about how do they build their businesses to a point where they're blessed, booked, and busy from it. You know, I'd love to you to listen um, to an episode, you know, let, let me know your thoughts. And then, um, again, if there's any way I can help you, feel free to slide in my DMs um, and tell me, like, hey, Gio, this is what I'm struggling with, or this is something that I'm looking to get towards, and I'll be more than happy to help and if I can. Perfect, perfect, Gio. This has been a phenomenal interview. Like, you've been, like I said earlier, I really wish we connected earlier, uh, mm-hmm. sooner, um, but, you know, divine timing. Yep. Divine timing. Divine timing. No, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for what you're doing. I'm excited for the fact that you've decided to to put yourself out there with this journey, you know, and and not hide, but put the stuff on front street so that people could not feel like resilience is uh is a special trait reserved for few, but that's a trait that's available to all, mm-hmm. and that um when we realize what happens in life and and make sure that we're present to what is happening that we all can go and get something special from it so i'm i'm i'm, I'm excited i'm cheering for you i'm glad to be a guest and i look forward to being back again thank you thank you so much for those uh those words that means that means a lot like like i i mean i've said it a million times we didn't really know each other we knew of each other so for yeah. you to say that like that was thank you i appreciate that no nah, my pleasure i appreciate that Absolutely. i got one last one last question for you Gio. Yeah, yeah. What what does resilience mean to to you? Wow, what does resilience mean? Um, it means 
coming, attacking every opportunity with the same enthusiasm as if you've never failed before. Mm. It's, 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 that's what I would call it in a nutshell. Just keep that same energy. Um, it's literally like almost like to a point where people think you're crazy for coming at it as if you've never failed, right? You could have failed a hundred times and the one hundred first time you're coming at it as if you've never failed the one hundred times. Like I'm, that's what resilience means um, to me: the ability to respond and come with that energy despite the circumstances that the, the that is surrounding you with whatever it's you're facing. Yeah, that's that that right there, y'all. That is resilience in action, literally. Like, that's resilience in action. Gio, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And I want you to remember one thing. Resilience in Action will always lead to a greater human experience.